I just want to say again, I'm really proud of you, David, for being able to have everything <laughs> technically set up. I, d- man, gold star, baby. You get to have extra nap time and an extra juice box because you did it on your own. And I'm really proud of you, my friend. Real proud. Do you mean I dud it? You dud it. You're moving away from that troglodyte status, man. Congrats. Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome. Somehow you have made it past episode one, amazingly, and you've made it on to episode number two. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Brian. My name is David. And we're back for another episode of Life's a Wreck, because life is nothing more than a series of reactions and educational conversations about one another. What's the point of this podcast? Well, I'm going to keep saying it until somebody finally understands it. We are friends-ish, sort of. I kind of like you. You kind of like me. But we don't truly know each other. You don't know anybody really unless you're stuck on an island and you learn about each other. So we are learning about each other every episode. One day I ask you a ton of questions to learn about you. The other one, you ask me a ton of questions. And so we're kind of continuing that t- today. How do we learn about each other? Through pop culture, through our likes, through our dislikes, through our deepest, darkest secrets, David, about our love, about our feelings, about two people who are opening their heart to one another, dude. That's true friendship. And that's what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to move away from hate to friendship. So today, David, it's your turn to ask me a bunch of questions. Now, I'm going to start off right by saying I'm extremely fearful because I did not, I wanted to be surprised today. What you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen, is pure, uncut, filtered reaction from me. But you sent me an email with like one thing. And that one thing you said to me was, I hope you like hockey. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be maybe one of the worst podcasts ever. Because I am extremely dumb when it comes to sports. I don't know nothing. I have no, I have a bad, a ton of bad experiences with it in real life. So this should be very interesting. <laughs> I'm really freaking scared, David. But I'm gonna let you steer this hockey zamboni. Hey, I know one thing. That's all I know. So you're that's it. That's all you get, David. I'm sorry. Steer the zamboni, brother. What are we talking about today? First things first, I do want to note that your introduction, you sounded like Rudker Hauer in the first 20 minutes of surviving the game. And that's a comparison that I hope people get because that's a great First of all, movie. I appreciate the comparison. Uh, you should. Rudker Hauer is an amazing... Well, for, I'm insulted because I hope I'm not like Rudker Howard, the character from there, more like the <laughs> promise, the, the famous legendary actor Rudker Howard, who's amazing. But but if you're talking about him, the character... Yeah, sorry, you're, you're definitely the character that hunts Ice-T, not, not Rutger Howard. Okay, so well, I now apologize. you're just being a dick. And so, <laughs> hey, for those out there, that movie is top-notch, one of the best. I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, Ice Cube... Ice tea. Oh my goodness, dude, that is so racist. What? How is that racist? <laughs> it's he's in it. Ice tea's in it. I just ice tea's in it. Use that ice cube. There's a lot of ice people out there, man. Vanilla ice, ice cube, ice tea. I'm sorry that I cannot keep track of them all in my head. Okay, this is clearly going to be cut. But yes, yes. Um, surviving the game. We're not going. Obviously, we have a whole episode dedicated to surviving the game because it is a great movie. <laughs> And so many great actors. If you stick actors. around, guys, you're going to get a full episode of Surviving the Game commentary by me and David. That's going to be the higher level Patreon that people pay for, <laughs> dude. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so I brought you here to talk about hockey um, for a very specific reason. God damn you. Um, and Okay. And, and, Shit, I'm scared. You know, before I begin, I, I just want to note something that that I think is maybe something we'll kind of return to later on, but okay. is that this professional hockey team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay. um, they were playing a team called the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes lost both of their starting goaltenders to injury. 
Now in hockey, whenever that happens, you have what's okay. called an e-bug. An e-bug is an emergency backup goaltender. And a lot of times it's basically just like some random guy you just pull off the streets who happens to be connected to the organization what? and can be dressed as a goalie. What? Really? So what had happened is that Toronto, which is they're like the Dallas Cowboys of like the, the hockey world. Okay. Ended up losing to this guy, this e-bug, who had been driving the Zamboni for the Toronto Maple Leafs farm team as a living. Okay. And of course, no disrespect to Zamboni driver, you know, honorable thing to do and everything like that, sure. especially in Canada. So, da- so, you know, Toronto loses um, to a guy who wasn't even a professional goalie. And, you know, which is like the equivalent of like, you know, Kevin Costner uh, getting struck out in Field of Dreams by like the guy that sells hot dogs at the hot dog stand, whatever. <laughs> you know, like I okay, can't remember. Okay. I'm sure there are better analogies to think of. But okay. So really, you know, my point wasn't to sort of, you know, like focus on this video in particular. Sure. But the story itself, because Brian, I'm really curious, why aren't sports used more as a device for storytelling? Because I want to know, would you watch this movie about this random dude who just laced up skates and ended up beating a hockey team for a professional game? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, But your question is, why aren't more movies made of this kind of stuff? Is that what you're asking? No, essentially, why aren't more... And this really goes for stories in general. Why why don't they okay. use sports as a device for storytelling? Right? We get so many other things like you know Stephen King with like writing. But, I mean, we do. We have a whole sports movie genre. Are we, we not, is that not what we're talking about? I mean, would you say that the sports movie genre is as, um, uh, as rich as other genres, whether it's like crime genre, comedy, horror, yada, yada? You know what? I would say, I would argue, yes. And it's just coming from a guy. No. no. Again, who doesn't like sports. But if to say that, is it rich? Absolutely. It's actually kind of rich, man. It's real rich, actually. I mean, you can go back and think of some of the most prolific sports movies that have changed the game for a lot of people. I mean, look, dude, I'm I'm a fat little nerdy kid. But I would be lying if I didn't say in the 90s, a kid from Brownsville, Texas, begged his mother for a hockey stick thanks to the Mighty Ducks, okay? This is a kid who actively tried to figure out the knuckle puck, okay? If sports don't have an impact on you... Which isn't worth shit in real hockey. Well, it, the jury's still out on that one. But, I mean, this is the same kid who thought he could be a bobsledder thanks to Cool Runnings, Okay. Now, are we seeing a pattern here? Yes, I did watch a lot of Disney sports movies, but what else was I going to do, okay? But this sounds like, in a, what is it? Is it Invincible with Mark Wahlberg? Oh my right? This is an Invincible the, concept, right, dude? It's the guy who no, came off the no, street, like, who blew everybody's mind out of the water and like, actually did a good job? It is not at all. Invincible, like the, the guy that Mark Wahlberg played actually had experience. Like I, I know that's how they sold it as like a dude that just like was picked up off the street yeah. or whatever um you know like a blue collar type that no 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 that, that was just nonsense don't don't count listen you can go on listen to other sports film but don't count invincible fine basketball celtic pride <laughs> water boy Ernest slam dunk space jam uh caddyshack you know what i'm saying those are just some of the goofy stuff right but think of the quality stuff okay things like ford versus ferrari technically a sports movie and it's oscar nominated i tanya I, Tanya, Rocky? Doesn't that count? Rocky? Moneyball? That was a huge one. Remember when that one came out? Oh, d- okay. I forgot Moneyball was actually like a really well-told story about like a cultural Hells revolution yeah. in sports. However, I thought you were talking about okay. Rollerball and not the good one. Oh, no. Rollerball is actually my... No, Rollerball is actually my next one I was about to say right now. Rollerball is like one of the best sports movies out there, man. It's Freaking great! Next to uh, Death Race 2000, man. 100. But like, I, would, I just want to be clear. I thought you were talking about the John McTiernan version with Chris Klein, LL Cool J. Did you ever yeah, see? Yeah, I'm one? talking about every version of Rollerball. Okay, Rollerball's the future of sports, dude. Clearly, if you paid attention to the movie. Okay, uh, I would have to say, dude. First of all, f you for choosing hockey. The one I know the least about in the world, unless it's from the Mighty Ducks one, two, or three, or the crappy animated series where the ducks were space aliens and nobody noticed that they were warriors on Earth. Okay, there are a ton, 
a ton of sports movies that even for me, I have to say that I really like. Granted, most of them are Disney, but I think there is a culture for it. I think there's a want for it. And I think they can be Oscar worthy when done right. The Blind Side, wasn't that like a huge one that had done really well that year in the Oscars? <laughs> You're not really going to defend The Blind Side, are you? I, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying it was in the Oscars. Oh, man, I could go on and on and on, dude. I mean, there's some dope-ass sports movies. Even I like a good sports movie because what do you want to see? You want to see a hero, right? You want to see the little person achieve. So, yes, your movie, The uh, Invincible of Hockey, would be an excellent <laughs> excellent movie that disney should make because it sounds like a it's if you pitch that to me in an elevator dude i'd make it i'd make the hell out of it i feel like you've just revealed sure you've kind of like proved my point which is that like the sports genre is not does not have a rich history because it's pretty much tied entirely to disney disney is the only uh you know company that that makes sports films you know relatively like consistently okay granted but I mean, I'll still argue for Rocky. I just happen to be, dude, you're talking about the kid who's like the big green was a big movie for him. Okay. Cause again, I was a child. I didn't play very well in sports. And so that's all I had, but they've been old sports movies that have been fa- like, again, Rocky, good example, right? That counts. Of course these count, but like, it's, it's more about like, it's, it's about like the quantity of like movies that come out using sports as a central concept. Uh, yeah, like Rocky's obviously a good movie, but I mean, l- listen, we need to talk about the sequels, all right? Like we need to talk about Rocky Four, you know, where where Rocky sure. defeats communism, or like Rocky Three. Um, what about Ro- what's the one where he fights a machine gun Tommy? Which is that Rocky dude? Oh, who was a real life Tommy? boxer? Uh, that was part five. Yeah, I don't remember that Tommy one at Gun. all. Except that he, all I remember from that one is he gives him uh, like American based shorts to fight in his like american shorts and that's all i literally remember from that movie you don't remember the street fight to me that was like the best part of Ro- that was the only good part of rocky five which is the fact that they fight in the street at the end i mean you can't go any higher than ivan drago so i kind of just faded out after that did i see it yes do i remember it not really but i'm not gonna cry over it no one else does <laughs> so i'm okay with that <laughs> i'm really shocked i'm really you know like for a good in a good way shocked that that you have defended the uh, what you think is the rich history of sports <laughs> in film. You know what? I too am shocked. I too am shocked for a man who knows nothing. <laughs> the, I'm I, yeah, I'm trying to defend these movies, man, as best I can. But I will say, if if it wasn't for Disney, right, and all of their sports movies, I don't think we'd be having this conversation, honestly. And again, I have a bad history with sports, dude. I'm not. I've had a very bad history. Let me ask you, David. You're all, did you play sports growing up? I did, yeah. What did you play? <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't. I played football uh, like an idiot because I thought, like, Why well, again, that, that... you're high school. Okay. You're thinking, like, oh, man, if I play football, like, you know, the girl that I like is going to, like, pay attention to me. Classic. And in real life, you know, you, you got to sure. do more than just play football and suck at it. <laughs> what did you play? Where were you in football? So I was the uh, running back on offense. And then, actually... Okay, so in in sophomore year, I was a running back and also a linebacker. Okay. In junior year, when I was like a quarter the size of the rest of the team, mm-hmm. they had me at lineman, 133 pounds in high school, and I was playing offensive lineman. That is why our team, which was Nolan Catholic High School in Fort Worth, went 0 and 13. Like, <laughs> uh, like okay. I don't know, if it was sophomore year, junior year, whatever. I, I can't recall. But anyways, I played football and. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, except for like it, it was it was all the stereotypes. You know, again, this is in Texas, right? You know, okay. like Fort Worth, Dallas, the Fort Worth, Dallas area, right? So like sure. football there was a stereotype of every cliche you've seen in like Friday Night Lights or even Varsity Blues, which I think is a great – I actually think Varsity Blues is a great movie because it's kind of like doubles as commentary. It's also kind of stupid, silly, but <laughs> it's got way more it's wit classic. than you ever would have thought. It's classic. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, why do you why are you asking me? By the oh, way? because I need to know your sports background. You know what I'm saying? I, now here's a surprise. You want to learn something about me? I had a small career in football, also in high school. David, did you know that? As the water me? boy. Fuck you, first of all. Okay, <laughs> like you stole. Was, my, that's a legitimate question. Don't you stole my thunder okay, because yes, I was the water boy. Okay, and I did a really good job until my band commitments kicked in and I had to go back to band. All right. 
but you'll be proud Speaking of me. Of cliches. I at, second of all, f you, bud. The band team is where it's at. Uh, I gave the best water to my friends. All right, I gave them the coldest stuff, the best Gatorade, if you will. Okay, I was numero uno. You'll be proud of me. Did I learn the game? No, I completely forgot it by the time the season started. But I tried, David. I absolutely tried, and I spent time in the sun, and I was on the field. So, what you got? Real quick, what you can got? I, can I tell you a quick story? I would love for you to tell me a quick story. Okay, so I was laughing not because like, oh, this D and D nerd was the water boy, of course. Like that's not why I was laughing. That's why you were laughing. Let's not pretend. No, no. Okay, hold on. Wait a second. Give me, give me the benefit okay. of the doubt. All right. All right. I was laughing because freshman year I was also a water boy. A buddy of mine. We were the water boys freshman year. Now, of course, we were also like just clueless idiots. So, one practice, you know, the football players are like busting their ass, and we're actually drinking the water that they use. And we, for some idiotic reason, we just decided to start, like, you know, just have a water fight on the field. Like, <laughs> just squirting water <laughs> at each other. Players did not like that. <laughs> Please tell me you giggled when you did it? Yes, yes. Uh, okay, good. The giggle has to be in there as you squirt each other with water. Well, I thought they were busy getting their ass chewed out by the coaches. Like, I didn't know that they were, like, paying attention to us. Apparently, they were. <laughs> and <Okay>. so, <laughs> with sort of the, the players being extremely pissed off, it was kind of, I'm not going to say there there was any sort of, a, you know, like action movie cliche where our life was threatened or anything like that. But there there was a confrontation and that confrontation basically led to like, you know what, man, like you're going to do some shit like that. You're going to waste our water that we need. You better get the fuck in here. <laughs> right. So kind of a lot of my reason for playing football was actually. Uh, you got bullied into playing football is what you're saying. I, I'm not going to say bullied is, <laughs> is, I think, a strong word. Okay. Is it the word that's accurate? Yes. But <laughs> is, is that the way I lo- like thought of it? No, of course okay. not. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So, um, David, uh, let me ask you. Uh, I want to ta- ask you, what is then, in your opinion, what is the number one sports movie for David? Number one. And not surviving the game. What else is the number one? <laughs> what else is the other number one sports movie to David? Uh, you know, th- this is a really personal question, which which means like I'm really I really don't want to answer it. You have to answer because the whole point of the podcast is I have to learn about you. Okay, so so like for for me again, this is a little bit of a cop out, but uh, rollerball. Oh, really? Rollerball is basically again. I realize you know fiction, yada yada. To me, like I, we can address that part later. But the whole reason for me wanting to write science fiction myself came from rollerball because I thought rollerball, like it for one, it was one of like the obviously the classic Norman Jewison film starring James Caan, yada yada. We've already been over this, but nineteen seventy five, um, baby, good year, good year. It was Before one movies. of the very first, one of the very first science fiction films that I saw. I was already into sports, so my introduction into science fiction was this unique melding wow. of sports, science fiction. Obviously, there's a lot of commentary on like uh, yeah. sort of corporations, right? Like, and everything like that. And so, it was just the perfect movie to me in terms of sensibilities, because otherwise, I never liked science fiction before then. Like, I just didn't. To me, like science fiction uh, did never really kind of especially as a layman, never really spoke to me. And it wasn't because I, you know, didn't get it, although it's definitely part of it. I was a fucking idiot as a kid. But I think it was also because, to me, like, a lot of science fiction doesn't, uh, for for kind of what it's like to capture culture. I I always felt like that was part of what made Watchmen so uh, connect with a broader audience, which is the fact that it really kind of captured culture. And I think a lot of science fiction doesn't do that. It's just like a... You know, it just wants to like engage, masturbate in like disaster tourism, like see how bad things can really get, and they want to use like dystopian tropes. So to me, like Rollerball is just the absolute pinnacle in the way it was able, kind of able to kind of meld so many different things together, and to also have a science fiction story involve sports is just was just fucking phenomenal. So wow, technically a cop out, technically no. a cop out, but Rollerball is no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm gonna disagree with you. Not a cop out. In fact. Dude, you've kind of enlightened me a little bit here. As a staunch non-sports person, right, who's just terrible at everything that any ball that's thrown at me is just terribly hit in the face with. You know what I'm saying? I'm a science fiction nerd by heart. My soul is science fiction. And I never once in my life 
thought about it like that. I like science fiction sports films, and yet it never crossed my mind that to a sports fan, a segue could be something like Rollerball, a science fiction film based around a sport. Death Race 2000, you know what I'm saying? A hyper crazy science fiction film with commentary based on a racing game. Also one of the first ones I saw. Dude, and those movies were huge for me. I love 75 Rollerball. I freaking love Death Race, dude. Love the franchise, the entire one, but spe- but you know, specifically the original. And it's those kinds of movies that gave me a respect for sports, you know what I'm saying? Why I may not know what hockey is or follow it barely whether we like it or not those disney films educated me and gave me a respect for hockey so when i see hockey even if it's for a brief second i don't shun it i'm like hey hockey knuckle puck and like it's a good memory it was a good feeling rollerball you know a good like wow i didn't know you could make commentary using sports as the vehicle to express yourself. Who would have known that Slam Dunk Ernest would go on to be a great classic, <laughs> a commentary on basketball and the white man who plays it. That just I'm just saying, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm impressed, dude. I'm highly, highly impressed with your answer, straight up. Um real quick before we get into that, uh, especially like because I'm really interested in kind of what you think, but I also want to say like it, for for as obscure, not obscure, like hockey's not obscure, but it's it's not like the primetime sport in America. Like, sure, it is I agree with that. Produce a surprisingly like a lot of them tend to be just pure quality. Like, I don't know, remember if you ever saw Slapshot with Paul Newman? Yeah, or Classic. obviously you think about like the Mighty Ducks, Goon, Goon, absolutely, uh, with Sean William Scott, uh, Miracle with Kurt yep. Russell. I mean, absolutely. But hockey specifically has produced a surpri- shockingly amount of like quality films mm-hmm. and. Usually the go-to is like baseball and shit like that, and of course baseball is boring as hell. But whatever. Oh, um, ooh, putting baseball on blast! <laughs> Dang, I don't know the the impact of that because I'm an idiot with sports, but that sounded harsh, David. At David, everybody, at David with your comments. But I, I do like getting back real quick about rollerball and hockey. The reason why I connect the two is not just because I was a fan of hockey at the time that I saw rollerball, because to me, like rollerball itself, like conceptually is very similar. Like if, if you never watched a hockey game, of course, players are allowed to fight. Face punching is legal Hell and yeah. it's great. The refs stand back and they let them beat the shit out of each <laughs> other. Now, it's kind of like pretty much been eliminated from the game at this point. Boo. But I mean, that that is, oh man, brutality, like rollerball, like rollerball, like had it, you know. Dude, it had it. It was so ahead of its time. Absolutely. It just, just, I agree with that, dude. That movie is top notch. I cannot recommend it enough to people. They really need to give it a shot if they've never seen it. Performances and the everything, man. It's so good. So good. Um, my favorite sports movie as a child was obviously the Mighty Ducks franchise, specifically Mighty Ducks 2. I think that one was the, had the most jam, but Latino hockey. Hell yeah. Latino hockey, baby. Um, but recently the one that I would die for is Eddie the Eagle. What? Oh, yeah, dude. I have not seen that. Yeah. It blew my mind. Sleeper movie. I don't even know what it's about. It's about Michael Edwards, known as Eddie the Eagle. He's like an English ski jumper from from back in the day. And it's his story of perseverance and pushing himself, like a sports movie supposed to be, about him trying to get into the Olympics. Um, and everyone telling him that he, was, he couldn't do it for various different reasons. He finds loopholes. The country's not paying attention to this sport at all. But because of his perseverance, everybody cheers for him. And it becomes a movie, no spoilers, but it becomes a movie not about a guy succeeding and being triumphant in his thing, but just the mere fact that he was doing it and that he made it was the captivating is what captivated audiences everywhere and the movie is enduring it's funny it's heartfelt and it's got a hyper emotional uplifting third act ending that is to die for in my opinion everyone in that movie is on fire across the board uh taron edgerton hugh jackman i mean wow david you've got to see it as a guy who like likes sports you've got to see it 
I, I cannot say enough. All I'm right, not going to say any more. You got to see Eddie the Eagle, man. I remember in my freaking living room like a moron. And I don't do this for sports or sports movies. But I screamed at the end. I was like, yeah! You know, like one of those idiots. Just, whoa! <laughs> I'm sure my neighbors thought I was psycho. But that's how that's how I got are. how much I got into it. Okay, don't judge me, all right? We're talking about your thing here, and I'm trying to relate to you, and you're calling me out. How rude, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, yeah, dude. David, how much do you like hockey, man? Quite a bit, man. I've actually written about. Uh, I've actually written professionally about it, uh, like on a few occasions. Really? It was very, uh, very. Uh, yeah, I was actually a beat writer for the uh, Texas Stars for like two months. <laughs> um, and uh, anyways, like uh, to to me, the, the thing about hockey is the same thing that attracted me to um, that that kind of nourished my sensibilities early gotcha. on, which was violence. You know, again, like uh, hockey is one of the one of the more brutal and physical sports. I think that's the thing. I think that's also why I love, for example, the UFC and boxing. What I love most Brutality. about sports like Brutality. that. Yes, of course. Obviously, yeah. I mean, like, again, there's there's a little bit of like, you know, the red meat, bloodthirsty, you know, like, <laughs> you know, caveman idiot. But it's also I love sports that are stripped of metaphor. Like, you know, in like in especially like with like prize fighting. Right. You know, like in basketball, baseball, like the metaphor for dominance is, you know, uh, hitting a home run or, or, you know, scoring the three pointer in in like UFC or boxing. There's no it's just like you either like hurt the guy in front of you or the guy in front of you hurts you. Gotcha. It, it's just very. So so I love that. I love the fact that um, a lot is, you know, some like these particular sports like speak to me in terms of just being very direct in your face and uh yeah man that's you know hockey kind of like growing up at least was tapped into those uh the, those kind of like needs and desires to like see a good fight to see a big hit some guy get his spine cracked which is, obviously i didn't <laughs> Brutal. i didn't actively like yeah. i didn't actively want to see but uh, you know, hockey, I mean, if you especially if you're especially during the 90s, which is when I grew up, it was particularly brutal because, again, you're dealing with like a sport before like concussions. Yep. Uh, you know, we were more like conscious about like how much damage was being done to the brain during stuff like nah, this. So like brain. You know, coaches were like, ah, Bleh. brain be fine. Brain work. Yeah, yeah. OK, keep hitting and play game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my player took a flying elbow to the face <laughs> going, you know, 40 miles per hour. But that's the game. That's hockey. It's the game, baby. What do you want? It's injury. It's brutal. Let's play. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what is your reason for just never giving a damn about, like, sports in general? Was this purely like a social thing? Like where, well, the people that picked on you were like jocks. And so you're like, <laughs> oh, fuck sports. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. I didn't have a father growing up, David. That's why. Thank you very much. I was not oh, pushed into that's, it. That's... I appreciate that you opened those horrible wounds now. And if you excuse me, I need to go pour salt in them right now and cry for the next two hours. I'll be back. And we're back. Okay, that's I cried myself out, David. Thank you so much uh, for giving me that two-hour break to weep in the shower. Um, truth be told, man, I, it just was not a part of my house. I, all joking aside, I didn't really grow up with my dad. Not that, I guess it sounds barbaric in cavemen to say men turn men onto sports, you know what I'm saying? But in my household, that's just kind of the way it was. It's not like my mom was anti-sport by no means. She nurtured me when I, if I wanted to do those, but my interests never lied there. And it wasn't in my house. It wasn't present except for ice skating. So that was my mom's jam and I had to watch it. And to this day, I still appreciate that I saw it. So that's the sport of sports, if I say. Um, shout out to my mom. But I just never had it, you know, honestly. The times that I did have it in my life, is honestly when it was forced upon me. I hate saying it like that, but it really was forced. I'll tell you a story, David. It's a real sad story. When I was a kid, my father thought it would be a good idea for me to play sports because I was into theater and drama, and that's not for boys. No, sir. No. Oh, man, son. trying to like to get the gay out of you. You're not completely wrong. I like. I don't think that was the intention. As a child, I thought that was the intention. I don't know to this day, but when I was a kid, I thought that's what was happening to me because 
I was forced to play baseball as a child, and it was the single worst experience of my entire childhood. And it was because my father felt that I needed to do that experience and have that because I was into art too much and drama. God forbid. So I played. And David, I fell into every dumbass trope that a newbie kid fell into. I was the kid from the sandlot, essentially. I didn't know a damn thing about baseball. I put the cup on my face because I thought it was a mask. And I smelled dick for like the next three like fucking weeks because of that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody told me. My team was a bunch of good kids, but I was terrible. Okay? It was hot. It was sweaty. And for those that know me, I hate sweaty. They put me out in the outfield because that's where you put kids who can't actually play baseball. Okay? You sit them on the bench or you put them far out in left field where hopefully nobody hits a goddamn ball. (laughs) Straight up. Okay? And they did. They did that. And the, we were we lost every single game except for the times that the other team forfeited or another time that we knocked out one of their pitchers that had to go to the hospital, so they had to forfeit the game, and we won. Those are the only times that we won. And I'll tell you, I had one good sports moment. What the hell kind of baseball were you guys playing? Terrible baseball. Valley baseball. I had one good sports moment that I was robbed from me. It was my Disney sports moment, okay? Here we go, David. Are you ready? This is my movie pitch. This is my story to Disney. Brian Ortiz, young (laughs) child, artist, thespian, forced me into baseball as a child, picked on, didn't know anything, put the cup on his face, smelled dick for three weeks, okay? Lost every game. Didn't even get uniforms until halfway through the season. Final game, David. I go to bat. I've only batted a few times. I'm scared. I'm shitting bricks. The ball's going to bean me in my head, and I'm going to forget math and geometry. Not into no geometry to begin with, but I would forget it anyway if I learned it later. Last couple of rounds, dude. It's on me. We have, like, no points up. I get the cojones to swing for the first time in what feels like a months of baseball. I swing the ball, David. I make contact. Oh, my God. Right down the line. I don't go up in the air. I can't pop it. I'm a wuss. Goes straight down the line. Goes out into the outfield. My fat ass starts running, dude. I'm just hauling. I got everything's in slow-mo. Dirt's kicking up. I see uh, my mom cheering me on. I see my dad on the other side cheering me on, proud that I'm actually achieving something in my life running dude running touch the base Goosh. make it i'm running around a second this is the greatest moment of my life dude i'm running Goosh. they pick up the ball they chuck it to third right i'm running and i can see this i'm like oh god i have to make one of my parents proud i go i touch the base i make it then they catch the ball, right? My speed is pushing me forward, so I keep going a little bit forward, and I stop. <laughs> I turn around to walk back to the base because I thought I stopped. I stopped the game. I didn't go down. I just stopped. I started to walk back. They touch me with a ball, and they call me out. And I was fucking devastated, David. The one time I tried to do something, and I made it, and I, to this day, per the rules, I still don't know why I was out when I made it to the base, David. I don't understand. Because you kept going. <laughs> Momentum! How do, it's fucking science, damn it! My fat ass went forward. Could you stop the fucking ball in Indiana Jones just by stopping it? No, it had to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Oh, David. And to that day... I swear to God, I would never play a single damn sport until basketball showed up. And then I started playing that for a little bit in my home square. But until then and after that, David, no sports ever again. If Disney decided to make sad baseball stories on overweight kids, I would have been it, David. I would have been invincible. Not really, but you get my point. 
Wait, wait a second, wait a second. Can, can I just say something kind of in your defense? Please defend me. Nobody did, dude. My dad didn't defend me. Nobody defended me. So please, David, be my dad and defend me, my dude. Well, I'm going to defend your dad in a second. So like, God don't give me damn like, a ton of credit. But Damn it. My, seem, my self-esteem is going down as we speak. Go ahead, David. Dude, like... I understand. Like to me, this sounds like a situation where if you just knew the rules to the game, you would have been in good shape. Like getting a hit—that's like solid ass work. Like everybody gets like touched, you know. Like if they're trying to make it to like second or third base, um, it just sounds like. I mean, that—that's just like that happens to everybody. It happens like it just sounds like a tough play. You kicked ass. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. You hit the ball right. You're not supposed to strike out. Fucking hit the ball with that credit to you. The only problem is you kept running, but that's fine. A lot of people do that. So that was just part of the game, man. David, there's an opening for my there's an opening to be my dad. Would you like to take this position? Because I feel like my mom said the same thing to me. And if I had your male support at that age telling me the same thing, I might have turned out a little bit better. So the position's open if you want it, David. Uh, you can fill out a form. Uh, send it to me later if you want. I'm pretty sure you're the only applicant, so by all means, I'm, buddy. I'm still, uh, I apologize for this very easy, very vulgar joke, but putting the uh, the jock on your face, maybe that was like your dad's worry, which is that you were 10 years old and you smelled like dick. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you, sir? If I could reach across this platform and slap you that's, in the face, I would. Just FYI. I'm so sorry. Now, you have my utter respect and love right now, bro, because you defended me. But I know that in a second, you're going to be on my father's side, apparently, and I'm going to hate you. So, please, defend my father, David. I already did, but, uh, you know, that, that was that was basically my defense, uh, which is like, dude, like, I mean, if that's what you're going to do with the jockstrap, I mean... Uh, uh, oh, that was your defense? Yeah, that was the defense. Yeah. Well, that's my sports story, David. That's the one sports story that I got in my life. Everything after that, dude, it was only baseball games on Super NES, and that's it. Dude. The funny thing is that's such a trivial story of you doing something <laughs> <Trivial>? positive. <laughs> and, uh-huh. well, I mean, it's just like it's it's a basic play, you know, but like sure. whatever. I mean, the point is like you did something like really good in baseball that doesn't happen often, right? Like. Um, it, it's not like, I don't know, like how many bases you went, but like the point is that's something to be proud of, you know, like a bad sports story is like, you know, you freaking ran the wrong way, you know, like, or something <laughs> like that. that. Actually, that's something my dad did when he played football, got an interception in football and then started running the wrong way. And like, everyone's like screaming at him like, what the fuck are you doing, man? No, go the other way. You know, oh, that kind man. of stuff. Like those are embarrassing stories or like what happened when uh, during my high school football team, like our linebacker in a scrum, a scrum's kind of sure. like rugby scrum where like everyone's just like on top of each other. I do know that because of Invictus, so I got gotcha. you. Yes, grabbed the opponent's nuts and Ooh. twisted him. That kid went to the hospital and the other school sued us because of what happened. Jeez. So like those are bad sports stories. Like you like getting a hit, like you know making first base possibly getting second or third that's like that's success but you can imagine the failure. emotional toll that took on me at that age when i didn't even want to play sports and i was scared out of my mind every time i had to step out of the car right just losing my utter shit that i was going to get beamed in the head or hit in the dick and just like go down because those are all the videos I just used to watch is baseball players getting hit in the head or in the dick and they just like they were done so of course I was panicking the whole time man so for me it was a really emotional thing to for the final game actually try and then to fail on a technicality that I didn't even understand because I don't know fucking baseball Ugh. by the way uh Dude, exactly. I'm just, I'm still like floored by the fact that, like, well, it was actually your brains that worked against you, <laughs> like, in terms of your pressure, your impressions of sports. But the, by the way, shout out to my sixth grade baseball team. Uh, we had a girl on our team who was awesome, Ooh. and we were called the Optimist. Oh, dude, sixth grade. Like, we're dude, progressive. That's super we were progressive. actually good. What was that, sixth grade in the 90s? Sixth grade in the 90s. Unfortunately, we lost to a team called the Escalators. <sighs> okay. But, point still stands like uh my baseball experience was positive not because i was any good i actually sucked i mean it sounds like you got more hits than i did but um uh. Oof, bro hey david 
I've just remembered we're talking about hockey. <laughs> David, did you play hockey, dude? Yes, yes. But my cousins are half Latino, half Polish. And so their dad played keyboard for the Fort Worth um, amateur hockey team, uh, you know, back when like, uh, you know, keyboards were still a thing. So anyways, uh, the point is like my cousins grew up on hockey and okay. and my uh, uh, my cousin Martin, who uh, I think he used to coach, I think he might still coach uh, like Little League hockey, but he was like a phenomenal, ta- like legitimate, like borderline NHL talent. Like he was just like. And again, like I can say this now that I've seen hockey and actually enjoy the talent and not just the face punching. Sure. But uh, my, my cousin was just like a phenomenal hockey player. And his big brother also played hockey. Wasn't as good, but they were playing it all the time, man. So whenever I'd go over there, put on some rollerblades, you know, play street hockey, like that was basically it. My cousins were actually really good at hockey. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, that, that was, I mean, that's like the long and short of it. I mean, that's the only reason why I got into I it. I wish I tried hockey. I mean, again, being a kid and growing up, I really did love the, the Mighty Ducks. And I did, I, I think I owned a hockey puck at one time. I mean, uh, 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 sorry, a hockey stick and a hockey puck at one time. I really think I did. I don't, I have to ask my mom and I swear to you, I'm surprised you had the, the, the puck instead of like the ball like the puck is impossible to because, handle oh here's ice. why it was a set and two <laughs> i didn't know better right I, w- I didn't know better and the real reason david is i wanted to learn the knuckle puck dude that's all i wanted to learn i tried it david i'm not joking with you dude i really tried I'm already done with this i really tried the knuckle puck man i clipped it on the side and then i would smack it and wait for that spin to go up and down and go and land in my target. I actually tried the knuckle puck. I actually tried to golf like Happy Gilmore. Also, that turned out to be a real bad idea. So <laughs> that was a real bad idea. Real quick, a shout out to um, so uh, any sort of um, real hockey fan uh, is going to sort of mock the actual plays. In fact, I recommend watching uh, elite talent Austin Matthews breaking down hockey plays in hockey films. Okay. I think it's for like GQ or Vanity Fair or something like that. It's a lot of fun. But uh, by the way, uh, everybody makes fun of the flying V as like in terms of like a real tactic that could be used in a real game. Mm-hmm. Just total nonsense, right? It's it's like Black Widow's fighting. Like it might look a lot of fun, but it does jack shit like in a in a real world scenario. A team actually pulled off what? the flying V in the NHL. Really? I just want I just want to throw that D- out there. Uh, now you've piqued yes. my interest because this is something I get. David, please tell me that story. Please tell me you know that story. I want to know how that actually worked. This is the first time I've ever heard of something from the Mighty Ducks working, and my mind is blown, David. I really got to hear this story. Please tell me. Okay, so uh, there's really not a whole lot to it. The only the, now, granted, the only reason it worked is because there uh, the team that pulled it off was playing against um, one of the worst defensive <laughs> teams, the Edmonton okay. Oilers, which are just kind of like a joke in, okay. in the hockey world, but actually. You know, in hockey, hockey is just like, again, that's, that's the thing I love about sports. They're like anything else, dude. You like the possibilities are okay. endless in the same way that a random dude in the stands can dress up as an NHL goalie and end up like winning a game. Um, so, so, uh, so, so again, there's really not anything other than this, anything to the story other than the fact that somebody actually pulled <laughs> off something that, you know, keep in mind. Keep in mind, right? Like the NHL, they they uh, were such big fans sure. of the Mighty Ducks. They actually created a team based the on Anaheim? the Ducks. And the great the part Ducks? is, yes, the the Anaheim. They're, they're now just the Anaheim Ducks. They used to be the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, but anyways, uh, and of course, their initial jerseys were based off the logos yeah, that yeah. the film used. But um, of course, the the funny thing. Just to, to cap this off, one of the things that I love about the Mighty Ducks is also... By the way, you should read the oral history of it. It's fantastic. Of the Mighty Ducks? Yes. The other thing is that Emilio Estevez Emilio! still watches hockey. So when Anaheim... Like several years ago when Anaheim was playing Chicago, uh, Emilio Estevez was like cursing out the Blackhawks. <laughs> you know, like uh, sort of... And really kind of... He, he's really like adopted the Anaheim Ducks as like his creation. His Absolutely. Baby. And I think it's great. It's 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 the one thing that that keeps me uh, you know tapped into all Emilio. Dude, Estevez good movies. for him, man. Look, say what you will, dude. <laughs> say what you will about sports movies, right? And Disney, but hell, dude, 
don't tell me that the Mighty Ducks didn't do a huge boost to the hockey franchises. Do you know what I'm saying? They inspired so many kids who are now players, idiots like me who bought their dang jerseys and their sportswear in a town where snow was a joke. So in my opinion, dude, they really did a good job with those movies because they captured the imagination as silly as they are, as goofy as they are, as Disney as they are. They worked, period. I really thought you were going to say, say what you will about Emilio Estevez. Side note, David, I just saw Young Guns for the first time. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, dude. And I'm watching Young Guns 2 tomorrow. Why did you tell me this before the show started? Because I knew we were going to talk about it too much, and I want to save that for an Emilio Estevez episode is what I'm saying. But I ordered Young Guns 2, and I'm watching it tomorrow. Emilio Emilio Estevez marathon. David, stretch goals. Okay, if we can get enough viewers, we can live stream Emilio Estevez marathons and watch them. (laughs) I love this idea, David. We have to make it happen. We have to make it happen. We can put in Repo Men, right? Free Jack. Oh, we can put in Free Jack. Uh, Mighty Ducks 1 and 2, not 3. Don't forget Judgment Night, a classic of the 90s that gave way to... Uh, new metal, you know, like the rap rock hybrid, because the soundtrack was like just out of this world, like innovation, Dude. innovative. Yes, I like this. I love this idea. I think this is a great idea, David. I'm into it. Uh, we can put do the Breakfast Club as well while we're in there. Let's just throw that in there. You know what I'm saying? Young Emilio <laughs> and shit. Maybe The Outsiders, but that movie makes me fall asleep. Oh, David, David. Maximum Overdrive, dude. We gotta watch Maximum Overdrive, man. How did I forget about that? Yeah, one? where a cog machine destroys a guy's nuts. Yeah, dude. I, I think the uh, also always appreciated about Maximum Overdrive the fact that they, like they were willing to kill kids. Absolutely. You know, and it's not like I have a specific desire to kill kids. Just like listen, if you're a horror movie and you're killing people anyways, like why why are you like discriminating? Against? Dude, like anybody should be fair game. Like you want to raise the stakes kill kids 100% agree with that 100% (laughs) agree with that if you're a horror movie break the rules and do two things kill children and kill animals go to town that don't make those off limits go to town that to me makes for uh, a great horror movie damn and it has it has a really fantastic effect on kids when they see it because the first time I saw a kid get killed was in The Blob 1988's The Blob oh what a good movie yeah oh Chuck Russell dude like what an underrated director nobody talks about him dude ah Blob what a good what a good rendition that was what a good rendition that's one of my favorite movies man love it fantastic I have that movie on DVD Blu-ray and VHS whatever happened to Chuck Russell I don't know dude I don't know that's a good question We'll have to investigate that and answer that. Like after actually. Eraser, which which I think was great, by the way. I think Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger is like it, it never gets mentioned. It's good. I'm not gonna say it's a classic. It never gets mentioned, but like I think it's a really solid film. And of course, another James Caan film. Man, James Caan all over the place. I'll be honest. Love I think guy. Eraser in 1996 was the last really legitimately good. May have been the legitimately good uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie. Schwarzenegger, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, David, we've come to the end. And you've opened up my wounds of childhood. My trauma is relived for everyone to hear and laugh at. My fear of getting hit by a baseball and then getting hit in the nuts or the head, a la Rookie of the Year style, with someone who's pitching at 99 miles an hour, okay? Oh, they're another great movie, by the way. Uh, Love that movie. I also tried to pitch like the kid from Rookie of the Year. Okay, the takeaway that is if a movie did a gimmick with sports, I stupidly tried it as a child. Okay, that's the takeaway. But David, not enough about me. You are here today because you learned stuff about me, David. Why don't you tell me, what did you learn about me today? I mean, I, I learned that you have a strange... Like, uh, like, a, almost like an obnoxiously over-the-top fear of being hit in the balls or the head, which I understand. By a baseball. Nobody wants to get hit in the head or the nuts, but um, I'm not quite sure, like, you know, what's going on here, like what sort of Freudian um, <laughs> nightmares uh, it is, like, about getting hit by balls in the balls stirs up, like, just the deepest, darkest um, uh, kind of fears and... and but, you know, maybe you can explain that to me. 
I won't, David, because I'm done with this damn uh, genre, if you will. You have feared me so much about talking the thing I know so little about. I think I've shown how little I know, unless it's a movie. I know too much about it. But, David, you have learned about me. I've also learned about you, your deeper love with sports. Man, your love for rollerball has really motivated me david like i've really learned something about you today man like and you opened my mind to a different avenue of looking at a movie that i already love so i know this show's about me today but david i learned about you today so congratulations you did two things you opened up my childhood i hate you for that and you made me learn something about yourself you might be the best podcaster ever david with that we say thank you to everyone who tuned in and listened We hope you had a good time. Next podcast, it's my turn to put you on the hot grill. And I'm thinking maybe musical theater or something to really throw you off your damn game. Okay? Let's go the complete opposite direction, David. I don't know yet. I'm thinking about it. It's percolating. But thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you had a fantastic time. Like we said in our last episode, if you want to reach out to us, you have comments, you have questions. We would love to hear from you. Ideas. Ideas. You can reach us at wreckthepod at gmail.com. R-E-C, the pod, at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter and we try to answer some questions, maybe we read them out on the show, you can hit us up at wreckthepod as well. Please, please like, share, subscribe, whatever you got to do with us. And leave us some nice stars. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Bad or good. If it's good, we might read it on the show. If it's bad, we still might read it on the show. Just be sensitive with me. I'm a soft peach, especially after my baseball saga. So be careful. Uh, Thank you so much once again. We hope you had a good time, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll catch you next week on the next show. David, is there anything you'd like to say before we bounce? Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) Thank you to the one person for listening. Shout out to my mom. My name is Brian. My name is David. And you just listened to Life's a Wreck, the podcast. Remember, everybody, funky butt loving. That's a reference from the rookie. (laughs) No, from rookie of the year. Dang it, I got it wrong. Ah, I hate hockey. Life's a Wreck is an FC podcast production created by Brian Ortiz and David Castile, recorded in our homes and edited by me, Brian Ortiz. Theme song and outro by Hard Power USA. Check them out on SoundCloud. And please let us know what you think about the show by rating us and leaving a comment. You can also email us topics of discussion for future episodes at wreckthepod at gmail.com. That's R-E-C, the pod at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our little slice of the podcast world. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for stopping by.